Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Doctrine Duo podcast, uh, your favorite duo on uh, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Uh, we pull no punches. We tell the honest, hard, cold truth about our journey through medical school, uh, from average pre-meds to the average pre-meds. Uh, my name is Eleni. Uh, I'm an M1 at Penn State College of Medicine. And as a reminder, I do not speak for the school or the institution. I speak only for myself. Hey, everybody. I'm Noah. I'm an M1 at Mayo Clinic Alex School of Medicine. And similar to Eleni, um, my opinions expressed here are my own and not those of my institution. Awesome. Well, today is, so it's actually a little bit of a delayed episode. Sorry about that one. But um, we kind of wanted to do, we realized that both of us are kind of walking up towards the five, six month mark of being here in medical school and kind of just doing, you know, a check-in and seeing how things are going, you know, what we've accomplished and how things have changed. And maybe you can anticipate your first six months of medical school changing the same way as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, to start this off, I think it would be only right to acknowledge the whirlwind that it's been. It's been six months, like like we said, we're filming this episode early December and it's felt like maybe a couple of weeks time goes by quick and yet it's also super slow. <laughs> it's a really weird um, feeling. Just the pace of the material is just insane as I'm sure like Eleni will allude to as well. So that's kind of been what both of us have been struggling with. Time goes slow when you're not, when you don't have an exam and time goes fast when you're studying for an exam because you never have enough time to study. That's how it feels. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, um, you know, both of our schools have our block structures arranged differently, but, you know, nevertheless, it's a pretty breakneck pace, like, especially for me with anatomy. Um, I mentioned this in a previous episode. It was a seven-week course. We covered the entire human body. It was literally brachial plexus is covered in one day. Now we're on to another region that, <laughs> like, type of pace, just to give you a sense of, for those who've had a little bit of anatomy background, you'll, you'll get there. <laughs> or you'll understand what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think I think you know it goes outside of academic as well. You know, I think both of us showed up to to where we were, and we ended up making friends and like getting involved with clubs. I'm sure, um, and just kind of, I feel like I'm as involved as I was in like my last year of undergrad, which took me four years to get to in undergrad, and it's like oh my gosh, it's kind of all hitting at once, sort of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Like outside of academics, like um, both of our schools have like clinical integration. So we've been working on our, Mayo calls it like basic doctoring. I'm not sure what Penn State calls it, but no, I'm sure we've been working on history, physical taking, differential diagnoses. We have our interest groups of the many specialties. Um, I've started a little bit of research. Other people have gotten way more in depth with research. Um and then some other like community service opportunities. So like Lenny said, it very much felt like the last year, maybe last year of undergrad, depending on how busy you are, which was pretty, pretty jam-packed schedule for me. And it's definitely just every day I have something on my plate. I mean, Noah, you managed to find time to go to Disney World like once or twice, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm fortunate in that Mayo gives us kind of like a week-long um I guess sort of mini hiatuses between our blocks. So I was able to do an online selective. And um, for those who don't know, my girlfriend's down in Florida doing the culinary program at Disney. 
So I was able to go down and visit her and do a neuroradiology selective. So I was looking at CT scans, (laughs) got to go to Disney. So an interesting mix for sure. Man, speaking of CT scans, I think I went from not knowing what the hell I was looking at to actually understanding what was happening and being able to say, okay, this is, you know, this is, this is where, where something is in about a week and a half, which was like a breakneck speed because they said, because for us, we have anatomy. So anatomy is spread out through the organ system. So you learn anatomy and then you learn the pathophys. Um, and so we basically had like three weeks to learn of all cardiorespiratory anatomy plus imaging. And we had an exam on it. And it's, I, I basically went from not being able to identify a right ventricle to like very confidently being able to, you know, scroll through the different slices and say, hey, this is, you know, this is the SVC, this is the aortic arch, you know, this is, this is what's happening here. This is what's flowing there. I could tell when it's diastole, systole, that kind of thing. That was, um, that was a tough stretch, I will say. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds like it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting just kind of to hear Eleni um, talk about um, radiology, but my school also integrated radiology. We had radiology lectures every day during anatomy and kind of similar to you wasn't quite um as breakneck a pace I guess they they were able to space it out a little bit more as far as radiology and we didn't go as in depth with certainly like probably vascular pathology but um you know not going to like what is a liver to oh this is a liver this is a spleen here's the um you know all the here's the celiac trunk here's the all the other arteries and you can and you quickly gain a map of the body and it's actually a really cool process sucked going through it but also (laughs) like pretty cool oh my gosh um so uh we had to cut through the thorax i'm sure you already did this um but we were like we were reflecting like the thoracic cage yeah and um they bust out the garden shears and they're like okay (laughs) cut the ribs using these garden shears and literally every time they cut a bone i went uh uh and someone said, you'd be a really bad serial killer. And I'm like, you're right. You're, you're right on that. <laughs> and, um, I think the biggest thing I've been getting used to in this past six months has happened in the past month and a half, really, which is getting used to being in cadaver lab, which I know was something you guys were thrown into, but like the smell, the sight, you know, pulling chunks of coagulated blood out of somebody, you know, looking at them and, and you know, I, I was looking at mine, she had like C-section scars and it's like, you know, recognizing that this was like a person who like gave yeah. themselves to your, like, it just kind of blows my mind. It's like, who was this person? Was she funny? Was she not funny? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. I guess that's the only gauge I have. <laughs> Are you funny or not? Um, but I, yeah, I don't know how was, cause I know you kind of were dropped in on that end. So I assume there's been a lot of adjusting for you as well. Yeah. So, um, and so could, how Mayo arranged it, Cadaver Lab was optional, but I was one of those person who, I was one of those people who went every day. I'm like, I'm going to go in and actually see the bodies. Um, Wait, and, it's optional? Yeah, it was technically optional, but it really wasn't because we had a practical. So for um, my yeah. classmates who didn't go to lab, still don't know how you pass that practical, but you know, you did it. So <laughs> good for you. Um, <laughs> but um, I was in there every day or maybe every other day. Um, Like you said, it was a big adjustment. Um, I think seeing different body parts um, really highlighted to you kind of like the story of that person. You could see, 
you know, whether their hands, whether they worked with their hands, um, were they soft? You could see like people have varying musculature and, and fat tissue. Um, I think uh, a part of the body that makes almost everybody universally uncomfortable is the face, like seeing the face for the first time really yeah. gets to a lot of people. It really sets home that this was an actual living, breathing human being who's laid out on this table who gave their body for you to learn from. And um, yeah, just an amazing, just to see the human body and, and the inside parts of it is an experience that I hadn't gotten to see because I didn't get a lot of ER experience during my pre-med years. Um, but yeah, super super cool, but also a really sobering reminder of, you know, life and death. And it's not that much that separates the living from the dead. Well, in other news, uh, <laughs> let's just talk about something cheerier. Um, I, I would say, so I don't really, I can't really speak to this, but I think a lot of people would be interested in this. Like, how have you been managing like a long distance relationship with your girlfriend? Yeah, sure. And I think maybe it, we'll do an entire episode on this one day maybe maybe we can if we have time but sure sure <laughs> like sure Noah you can talk if I ever get it. in a long distance relationship I'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> but um you know it's a good question and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering how people in med school manage their relationships so for me it really comes down to you know making time that's the biggest thing whether she was here in person with me or certainly long distance it's making sure that I have time to text her and to call her at night and to check in on how we're doing and, you know, how are you feeling? Like, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen you and to acknowledge like that it's hard. And, um, you know, you just really have to be comfortable in your relationship, be okay with talking about your feelings about how hard things have been recently. And, you know, realize that, you know, at least for me, um, some days in medical school are hard and, you know, being able to leave that and being like, she need, she needs me to talk to her about something and, you know, and to put that aside because, you know, that's going to be in a few years when I'm in a hospital and, you know, being able to leave, like, you know, whatever happened that day, I'm just feeling horrible about memorizing the coagulation cascade. And I'm like, why don't I talk to her about her day? Um, There's a dirty medicine video that's really good on that. Really? I, okay, yeah. I need to check it it's, out because I have an exam I, coming up. <laughs> I, I, I know the coagulation cascade because of the dirty medicine video. It's like it's like a math thing. It's oh, like really? how the numbers are arranged. Yeah, it was very helpful. My friends did not think it was helpful. They were like, this is a terrible video, but uh, it helped me. So maybe it'll help you. Um, yeah, no, I think, I, I think making time is really important. And, you know, whether that's for family or for, you know, for your significant other. Also, I don't know why my face zoomed in really close, but um i think people will appreciate the, the close uh, i guess people are going to get a close-up in my face um i i think making time is really important and that's one thing that i did notice and that i didn't expect to have is like to actually like have time to like do things like i go home every other weekend pretty much because you know i live only a couple hours away from school um you know i have time to spend with friends i have a lot of time to do volunteering like it's not just studying every day and i think that's something that i wish i knew going in yeah, for people who, um, for all the pre-meds out there, your days, at least as an M1, were surprisingly varied, like Eleni was saying, like, you know, you'll be talking about, I don't know, like thromboembolism, but then you'll be doing a physical exam, or you'll have time to, you know, go out to one of your community organizations that maybe you're passionate about, and 
um, do that or research if that's something that you're so inclined and in participating in. So your days are actually more than just studying pathology in a book and lectures. Yeah. Like, for example, today, my day today. So in the morning, I went to small group case, case work, problem-based learning. And then I went to a, a lecture. So that was a large lecture hall after that. And then uh, I emailed my uh, ethics training stuff to my PI to get the ball rolling for my research project. Then I went to go see my patient. So we're assigned patients here at Penn State that we follow for about a year called longitudinal patients. So sadly, she was in the hospital. Uh, so we went and paid her a visit and brought her a birthday card and a cake. And then after that, I went to the simulation center and me and my friends were listening to heart sounds because we're learning about cardiology and oscillation right now. And then I went to the gym. So I had time for like self-care. I cooked myself my own meal. I've been studying. And then I watched a movie and ate dinner. And then I went back to studying. So like I had a, I think I had like the perfectly varied day today. Oh, and I also did an admissions lunch. Uh, Penn State lets, um, lets current students do like Q and A's for admission lunches. So I was talking to student interviewees today. So I really got the broad spectrum of everything you could possibly do in a day in just one day. And I really appreciate that. Like undergrad is what? Every Wednesday you go to cl this class from eight to 10, this class from 12 to two, you catch lunch in between here and there, you go sit in the library and study, maybe do an extracurricular too, you go home. I think that medical school gives you a really good exposure to patients, to lecture, to learning, to research, to a lot of different things all at once. Yeah, no, that was really well put. Um, I don't think I've had a busy quiet a day quite as busy as you yet. Um, man, you just seem like you always have a packed schedule. Trying to schedule something with Eleni, you guys, is like a nightmare right now. Um, just so Sorry. You know. <laughs> I, have, I have three tests in like two weeks this month. So Yeah, yeah, no. They, they keep them busy over here at Penn State. We're, we're busy here at Mayo too. But um, let me see. Yeah, I guess I'll kind of give um, a side-by-side -side comparison of like maybe what one of my busy days would look like. So right now I'm in pathology and immunology. Um, so pathology is the study of oh, disease. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll pray for you. Yeah, uh, please do. I, I need it. We have our final um, next week. So, you know, learning about all the different types of necrosis and inflammation and immunology or learning about T helper one cells, T helper T cells, all different types of. This book saved my life. Read oh, this yeah. book. You know, cover I to cover. have a book. Read it cover to cover. This is the reason why I understand immunology. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a new task to do before my exam on Friday is to read that cover book to book. No, book cover to cover, not cover book to book. <laughs> <laughs> Cover to cover, guys. It's been, if you can't tell, it's been a long day. This is okay. what immunology does to you. <laughs> this is what immunology does to your brain. Um, but to, to get back to like, I guess what my day would look like is I'll start out in like a large lecture, um, which can have varied attendance. Then you can go to, I have a small group session where we'll talk about a specific clinical vignette and work through it with some of our TAs. Then I might have, um, last week, for example, I had like a comprehensive physical exam skill. So we did start to finish head to toe physical, just like getting a routine, knowing what normal um, feels and sounds like, 
and getting the getting a sense of how different physicians do the physical exam, which is really cool. Then I might come home and I'm doing chart review for TMS research. And TMS, for those who don't know, is um, a psychotherapeutic intervention, which they actually shoot magnetic pulses into your brain and they think it helps with depression. So um, looking at that. And then, you know, um, before this, Eleni was talking about how she could see my bioethics selective attendance on our shared uh, Google Drive. And then I might have um, a bioethics session where we'll talk about the ethics of like abortion or circumcision. Or recently we had a Breaking Bad News workshop where we got to practice breaking bad news to patients um, in a simulated and, you know, protected environment. So there's lots of varied stuff that you can do. And, you know, it, it really never gets old both the material and all the things that you can do outside of medical school. And then also the people too. Um, I'm sure we can both talk about our friends and our friend groups and how that's been going so far too. Yeah. I think, I think we can save kind of the social aspect for, for a different, um, but I, I do want to say just very briefly, I think that a lot of people are concerned about like uh, maintaining friendships and relationships and forming new ones as well. Because uh, I think a lot of, especially traditional students, you come straight through, you're probably single. Um, and it's it's kind of like, oh, can you maintain a relationship? And like, I have several friends who met people who are not, not necessarily medical students, but met people and were able to maintain successful relationships, like in the six months, you know, since starting. So I can only imagine how that will grow, you know, in the coming few years. So I, I definitely think that there's opportunity to grow in that area too, if that's something that you want. And like I said, we can do another video on like social friends, friends relationships, friends, Romans, countrymen. Um, friends, Romans, countrymen. Yeah, no, we can definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I haven't lost my sense of humor. <laughs> no, your your sense of humor is as great as always. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt you twice. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I think really the point that we're kind of hammering home in this particular section is that your day is quite varied. It's busy. Um, but I think the, the, the piece of advice that I would do is don't just zone in to a particular um, activity in medical school, whether that's studying or research or um, community service, like try and have some variety. And of course, do what you're passionate about. But um, I think it's really unfortunate to come to medical school and, you know, just do what's required of you. I would say branch out, you know, you never know the people who you'll run into and meet who become mentors later down the line. Um, I think it's super cool that because I took this opportunity now I have this relationship and now I can build off it later, or I did this research opportunity. Now I have a skill, which I can apply maybe even in the clinical environment because I learned about it. So I would just say, don't be afraid to take those opportunities, but at the same time, like give yourself time to get, to get used to the breakneck pace in medical school too. As yeah. you can tell by our weary eyes. <laughs> I know, trying to gather my next sentence. Um, <laughs> one thing I did learn was that hospital food is cheap. It appears to be cheap universally. Like it's, it was really cheap at UVA when I was there. And it's also really cheap at Penn State. 
and I like that because I can get like a salad for like four bucks and be satisfied I don't know if that's the same like I want to take a survey is that the same at Mayo like is the hospital cafeteria food cheap Yeah, the hospital food is pretty cheap. And um, Mayo's kind of fortunate in that we're connected to the downtown. So as you actually walk to work, there's a lot. So for those who don't know, Mayo has like, well, it's not just Mayo. It's like Rochester in general. We have like a walkway system because it gets really cold here. It gets like in the negative degrees in the winter. Um, in fact, we just had four inches of Yeah, snow good, today. good good luck with that. Good Yeah, good luck good luck with that. I literally like went to bed last night and I woke up this morning and there was like five inches of snow. Um, so that's just, and that's a light snow here in Minnesota. So we actually have like these systems of like interconnected tunnels called the subway if it's above ground and, or skyway, I'm sorry, if it's above ground and the subway, if it's below ground and it connects to hospitals and businesses. So actually, as you walk to work, you'll actually see a bunch of attendings and residents just buying food and a lot and buying stuff in the shops as you go there but the actual hospital food is cheap too but we're actually fortunate that we have a lot of like kind of mainstream restaurants and shops as you walk your way into work or school Cool. Yeah, it doesn't get cold enough for that up here for the skyways or whatever. We were actually just bemoaning. So the way our so that you have like the hospital, like the big hospital, and then you have like the crescent attached to the hospital, which contains like the medical school and the research and all that stuff. And to get from the hospital into the crescent of the med part of the medical school, you go through the main hospital, you have to walk in an outdoor walkway. And we were complaining. Why do we have to have an outdoor walkway? Because every other hospital seems to be connected. Because even when I was at UVA, everything was connected. So I I appreciate the thought that Mayo put into that. <laughs> anyway, um, this was meant to be a short episode, kind of just a check-in from us. Um, and you guys will definitely get more regular content, especially as we're moving into winter break. Um, so we'll have more time to record and kind of talk about things. Um, but In the meantime, Noah, do you have any closing statements? No, yeah, I just say I know that this is also a busy time for our pre-med or other medical student friends as people are finishing up finals. So, you know, just study hard, keep life in perspective and, you know, enjoy life. And we'll be back with more content soon. I know we had a little bit of a paucity um, in content for the past month, but we're going to rectify that and put out yeah. more regular content. That was, that was mostly my bad because I had like a bunch of exams. Um, but I, I do want to say, I remember this time last year um, being so stressed about my biochem final. And it's, yeah. it's such a blip now in the distance. Um, I actually got my first medical school acceptance. I know you got accepted in like August, Noah. Um, but <laughs> I was accepted on December 6th, my first school. And like when that day passed, I kind of thought about it. And I was like, a year ago, I got my first acceptance and it just feels so far away. I didn't end up attending that school. Like things changed, especially very quickly in that last year of pre-med. So hold the fort, you guys got this. And uh, have a very happy holidays and a happy new year um, from the Dr. Duo podcast. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Yeah, see you guys. Happy holidays.